welcome and happy Friday. It's the best day of the week. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and back in the saddle getting reacclimated as back I'm back from vacation and it's the last show of the week and just the three days I've been back. All kinds of crazy stuff going on in the world. The president lashing out at the Federal Reserve, China, you're even you know everybody. Everybody got a little bit. We'll bring you all up to speed and and man, the heat wave is here. Texas is burning up. I mean, the the drought. You know what's funny? We had a good year. I don't know if it was last year or the year before where where we we kind of were out of the drought, kind of, and it it's just not raining. You know, Colorado, Arizona, California, now Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, the 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 just the the drought is back and better better than ever. I saw yesterday. Uh, last night, 116 degrees plus coming to the valley here in the next, uh, I think, in a, in a few days, uh, and and uh, I'm just not looking forward to it. And it's been really, you know what, humid here, and humid here is like 30% humidity. Um, so I'll take the dry heat any day of the week, but get ready, the power bill's Power rate soaring. I saw in Texas yesterday that it was so hot, and everybody had the the AC running that the the cost spiked uh, during the peak for like an hour to like fifteen hundred dollars per. I don't know whatever. I don't know quite know how you you figure uh, electric kilowatt hour. I'm not sure what that translates into power bills for those of you living in Texas, but yeah, they're going to get up there. Uh speaking of getting up there, gold and silver, uh, gold's up 20 bucks in the last 24 hours. Silver up about 30 about 30 35 cents in the last 24 hours. We're going to tell you all about it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is the toll-free number. Is this the bottom? Gold entered correction territory, and apparently that's what they wanted to see. And then, of course, uh, the president came out yesterday with some very harsh words, and then followed it up today, uh, really just going after everybody. Uh, which now is is the dollar down sixty-five, seventy basis points. Of course, the dollar has been flying. Uh, in, in reverse course on what President Trump had to say, uh, which has led to the to the turnaround here in both gold and silver. And, and of course, then today he said, you know what, forget this. I'm just going to slap a tariff on everything. <laughs> For negotiations over says, hey, I'll, I'll put tariffs on everything that China imports uh, called the EU currency manipulators and, and, and of course, reiterated China as a currency manipulator. It's a world that's gone absolutely mad. If you want to be in the know, make sure you go out to allamericangold.com. Make it part of your daily routine, and and I'll say this: we got, we may have a major announcement coming next week, if not the week after. Stay tuned. I, I won't tell you any more than that, but things are getting exciting uh, for Patriot Trading Group and and uh, all of the new team that we put together, Jason and Brian and Glenn. I mean, it's just been 
uh, incredible what we've been able to do. And, of course, I was able to take a vacation, and, and, and Glenn filled in uh, Monday. Uh, we're going to have Glenn on uh, on Monday with me. I think I'm going to. I haven't even talked to Jason yet, but I think I'm going to get Jason on and 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 uh, Ramon. We got something planned uh, that uh, Ramon and Jason don't know about it, but we're going to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure uh, you tune in for that as well. As I said yesterday, all the medals plans are gone out done. Uh, we got shipping coming Monday and Tuesday. Colorado right now. Uh, has uh, rolls of dimes and quarters in-house. I didn't change the price. So you're going to get a free 30, 40 cent move here. Gold or silver uh, pricing 16 or 15.50 right now, which is just incredible how cheap it is. Uh, rolls of dimes at $65. Rolls of quarters at $130. And those are in stock available at this second in Colorado. Here in Phoenix, I've got $20 gold pieces. I've got $10 gold pieces in stock. Uh, $20 gold, I'll do them at $1280. $1280. Think about uh, right now, gold's $1230, so 50 bucks over. Uh, you can pick them up today, Monday, whatever you want to do, 800 951 We will be leaving early because it's hot. It's hot. Everybody's on vacation. Uh, my wife's like, I gotta take the kids here. I gotta do this. I gotta go grocery shopping. I gotta go to Costco. I gotta go here, or there. So we'll be closing early today. Uh, so make sure you take the time and, and get, get things put away. Uh, the big move had to do with what the president said yesterday. He started with the Federal Reserve. So remember, Jay Powell, uh, the new Federal Reserve president, testified in front of Congress and the Banking Committee. You know, they got to do it twice a year by law. Uh, the president, not happy at all, says uh, raising rates is not the way to go. Uh, he was not thrilled with Jay Powell, even though he did say, he said, hey, Jay Powell's a good man. But already raising rates twice and talking about uh, raising rates again, uh, the president said that he's not thrilled with it uh, because every time you raise rates, every time uh, that that the benchmark gets lifted, all you know, it's almost like a, a tax on the American consumer. You know, everything you pay for goes up, right? Your credit card debt goes up, your mortgage payments, right? All that stuff goes up. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. yesterday uh, going after the Federal Reserve. And he brings up a great point. He said, you know, let's, you're taking away everything I'm doing. Our dollar is too strong, said the president. The, the other countries, the EU, Japan, still with monetary easing. Chinese, China's a currency manipulator. Today, he said the EU's a currency manipulator. You know, the, we haven't talked a lot about the euro, but the euro, you know, it's in trouble. 
right? We, we, we got issues with Italy, and of course, Italy's not the only issue, right? Spain's an issue, Portugal's an issue, all what I'll call the southern part of Europe. Uh, Germany, obviously, a huge benefactor of the weaker, you know, the Euro's it's like 115. I think today it's probably up to 116. Uh, but remember when the euro was like a dollar 42. Right, so now now we're inching back closer to parity. Uh, the president uh, saying that uh, Jay Powell's a good man, but I don't like it. And, and you think about every time they raise rates, and, and really think think about it. Now, you know, when you put the pieces of the puzzle together, Larry Kudlow comes out yesterday, and only the way Larry Kudlow can, and, and says, hey, you know what, China's not answering the phone. China's ignoring us, and, and really should be a warning. And then talked about GDP growth. He goes, maybe a quarter or two of 4%. That's it. And I think the president today is kind of telling the Federal Reserve, hey, guys, guess what? Right? We look at all the data, too, you know. Right? We're, we're seeing it. And you better watch out. Right? Because things are going to slow down. And, and if you keep raising rates, we're going to have a problem. At least that's my interpretation, right? Because, you know, we really haven't heard the president speak about it. Uh, until this week, and, and you know, of course, and, and, and Larry Kudlow first, and Larry Kudlow, he's the, you know, let, let's face it, if, if growth's 2%, he'll tell you it's 4 So for him to come out and say what he did yesterday and then the president following it up, uh, and this morning uh, the president ripping into uh, U.S. trading partners both in China and the European Union and said that the United States needs a weak dollar understand what it is that, at least in recent memory, you know, the 15 years that I've been doing, I don't think I've ever heard a president come out and say, we need a weak dollar. And of course, remember when Donald Trump was running for president, he talked about the need for the weak dollar. And now today, yesterday, right, he's kind of putting his foot down. He tweeted out this morning that China and the European Union and others, and pretty much, let's, let's face it, anybody that we've got a free trade agreement got a bit the better end of the deal, have been manipulating their currencies and interest rates. Now, of course, let's face it, we do the same, right? Isn't that the whole problem with these central banks? That's what they do. They just manipulate. But they've been manipulating them lower. While the United States is raising rates, see, and this is the this is the mess that they've created, right? The, the central bank have backed themselves into the corner. We know, listen, we all know. But the only reason why we're going to get a quarter or two or four percent because the huge tax cut. Without that, would the Federal Reserve be raising rates? Of course not. Right, we wouldn't be talking. Well, let me just say, they definitely wouldn't be talking about. Oh, we're going to raise a couple more times this year, a couple more times next year. They wouldn't be talking about that at all. And now the dollar, which was in the what the eighty-seven, eighty-eight range, we got all the way up to ninety-six in less than ninety days. Right, yesterday we talked about how gold, yeah, is it following the dollar? Maybe I said, you know what, probably following more of the Japanese or, or the Chinese renminbi. 
He said that the dollar is getting stronger and stronger with each passing day, and it's taking away our competitive edge. As usual, it's not a level playing field. And, and really, this is kind of what happens, right? For for all of our, you know, growing up, like you think about the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, it was all about strong dollar, strong dollar, strong dollar. Now, here we sit, 21.2-something trillion, approaching $21.3 trillion of debt, and now we have to have the President of the United States come out and talk about weak dollar. Immediately after the tweet, the euro, the renminbi, the Japanese yen all strengthen against the dollar. Uh, in an interview on CNBC, the president was candid about his feelings of where the United States stands in foreign exchange. He said that currency imbalances are costing the United States $150 billion just with the EU. And, and so you really start thinking about where we're at now. Now, now are, we got a full-blown trade war today. The president coming out saying he's ready to impose tariffs on every single dollar of Chinese product, which is about what, 500, another, well, they already got 50 billion, right? So add another 500 and billion, you know, it's a little more than that. I think it's 505 billion. You know, you think about how the government used to fund itself. I know it's a long time ago, and I guess apparently, if it's a long time ago, it really doesn't mean anything. Just ask these millennials what they think about the Constitution. Oh, that's an old piece of paper. So only only what this nation was founded upon, but you know it's just old now, right? The government used to run. You know we talk about the tax cut helping us try to you know get a little bit of growth. Imagine if there was no taxes. Imagine if we didn't pay any federal income tax. We used to be that way. Right, we the the federal government got its funds from tariffs. Now here's the problem, right? Even China, who's the largest one, right? They, they do 550, maybe let's call it 600 billion dollars worth of imports into the United States. I mean, if you slap the 10 percent tariff, that'd only be 60 billion dollars. I mean, that that probably doesn't even last a day. I mean, we we've got a a federal budget that's it's what. 4.2, 4.3, I'm not sure the exact number, but I know it's we, we spend over $4 trillion. Right? I don't, we don't even, I mean, I think if you added up all of our trade, all of the imports into the United States, uh, I don't I don't think, I, and I'll check, I'll, I'll try to find the number, but I don't think it's a trillion dollars. So even if you put a 100% tariff on, you don't got enough. They're making money easy, and their currencies are falling, the president said. In China, their currency is dropping like a rock. And remember, yes, I said, it's unprecedented. We have never witnessed currency moves like this, especially from a reserve currency, which now the renminbi is. I mean, 
mean, in the last 90 days, it actually hasn't even been 90, about 75 days, their currency fell 10%. Our currency is going up and up, and we're at an extreme disadvantage. He said that the United States and the EU have long had a cooperative trading arrangement with European currencies traditionally running well ahead of the greenback. Remember, we just talked about it, right? The euro used to be, you know, buck forty, buck fifty. Down a dollar, you know, got as low as what a dollar fifteen. China, conversely, has long been faulted for keeping its currency low, though it has not been officially labored a currency manipulator by the Treasury Department. Even Trump's Treasury, they still don't do it. Treasury, this is the president now, this is this morning, strongly concerned by the lack of progress by China and correcting the bilateral trade imbalances and urges China to create a more level and reciprocal playing field for the American workers and firms. Treasury said in a report earlier this year on nations whose currency practices it is watching, right, but they didn't, you know, they're watching, they watch them all. At least I hope they do. The president said he is now prepared to slap tariffs on all Chinese imports. They're not doing what they're doing, and we already have had somewhat of a disadvantage. I'm going to turn it into an advantage. I don't, we'll see. And uh, as of right now, I have yet to see, and I've been looking all morning, I haven't seen any response. Uh, by the Chinese, at least as of yet. You know, and they've got their uh, English version of the publication there in China. Uh, but as of right now, uh, he doesn't, I haven't seen any re- response whatsoever. The president said he's ready to go right now uh, to $500 billion in tariffs. Uh, China, There, you, here's the number. Last year, China. $505.5 billion. That's how many, how many dollars of goods they sent to the United States. We sent them $130 billion. That was, uh, by the way, that number coming from the Census Bureau. Uh, so far, uh, the president says, I don't want them to be scared, speaking about China, I want them to do well. I like President Yi a lot, but it's unfair. Trump said that he had told unspecified Chinese officials that nobody would ever complain from past administrations until you come along and get me. Now... You're more than complaining. We don't like what you're doing. And, of course, you know, you think about this. How did we get here? Who was it that decided, hey, I got a great idea. Think about, go back 20 years. We didn't take a dollar of Chinese products. None. 
They didn't import anything here. I mean, you know, I, uh, none may be an exaggeration, but I can promise you this. It wasn't more than a billion dollars or two. And somebody decided, who's somebody? I've got a great idea. Let's negotiate. We'll call it free trade. NAFTA, GATT, all of those alike. And here's what we end up with. Think about this. The last time the United States ran a trade surplus was the early 70s. And we understand, how do you think this nation became so so powerful and great? Right? Go back and, and, and look at your history books. The United States became the supplier of the world. We ran massive trade surpluses. Right, and ever since then, where have we been? And right, you know, I know Jason talks about how the the bank is the one really behind all the behind all the wars and behind all this other stuff. You know what? We go full fiat floating currency in 1971, and within what two or three years, we never run a trade surplus again. And it takes all the way to what 2018 for a president of the United States to say, "Hey, wait a minute." And here's the problem with the numbers I gave you, right? $500 billion to $130 billion, and the number's getting bigger. Right? It's, it's not like, okay, China's staying at $500 billion and, you know, we're, we're gaining a little bit. No. China keeps getting bigger. At what point were we going to do something? Of course, what does it all mean? Well, I can tell you. At least in the last 24 hours, I know what gold thinks it means. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Something evidently troubled at least five of the Supreme Court justices about Azar v. Garza, the case involving a pregnant illegal immigrant who received an abortion thanks to the D.C. Circuit Court. Even Justice Kennedy seemed troubled because it bounced through an extraordinary 15 conferences of the Supreme Court before a terse decision emerged from that high court. The -the behind-the-scenes compromises in this opinion probably averted an even worse defeat for the left. Four justices who typically side with Planned Parenthood and the ACLU joined the unanimous decision to overturn and vacate the D.C. Circuit opinion. This wipes from the books that appellate precedent for a right to abortion by illegal aliens. If this decision merely stood alone, one might be reluctant to read too much into it. But it comes less than a week after a surprise denial of a petition for review by Planned Parenthood to challenge a new pro-life law in Arkansas that is expected to cause some abortion clinics to close there. There was no dissent from this denial of review in Planned Parenthood v. Jegley, and the media was dismayed about how Planned Parenthood could lose before a court that supposedly had five votes in its corner. The lack of a dissent suggests that the five-to-four majority on the court for the pro-abortion side is in jeopardy or may no longer exist. Any forthcoming retirements from the court would give President Trump the opportunity to nominate a strong new justice. 
But even without a retirement, this pair of decisions and the spectacle of 15 conferences to issue a unanimous decision against an abortion precedent suggests that something is afoot internally. A majority of the court may feel, as they should, that illegal aliens from pro-life countries do not have a constitutional right to abortion here. That means a majority on the high court would give effect to the pro-life laws of South American countries. If Planned Parenthood and the ACLU lose on that issue, as they should, then it follows that they should lose on their similar arguments that demand invalidation of pro-life laws enacted by democratically elected legislators in our own country. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Officially, uh, gold's up six, twelve hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, yesterday, gold uh, entered correction territory the first time in uh, two. I think two and a half to three. First time since 2015, uh, 2016, uh, that you had a ten percent correction is a ten percent. Uh, fall, or, you know, from from a high. So you had gold. Remember, gold was what thirteen forty, thirteen fifty, uh, went all the way down to twelve ten yesterday. Uh, twelve ten is a it was a, is a support level. Twelve hundred is major support. In uh, in silver, same very similar. Fifteen dollars major support for silver. Uh, then yesterday, you know, we got those comments from the president. Talking and, and of course, listen. He's not making them because he thinks, uh, you know, for no reason. He's making them because they know. Hey, we're gonna get a little bump here, but after the bump's over, we still got what we've got. And I'm trying to renegotiate trade deals. I'm trying to get a better deal for the American worker. I'm trying to get more money in people's pocket, and guess what? All you took it all away, right, Jay Powell? You took it away. And how many times I got to say wages aren't rising? I know they say they are, but they're not. Right? Think about yesterday, Jay Powell and his testimony in front of Congress. Oh, I do. America works better off. At the same time, he said, "But you know what? Really, they're really not." But I'm going to say they are, but you know they're not, right? Because when you look at the last, you look at the last 20 years. Oh, let's see. Let, let, when did all of this start happening? Oh, wait a minute. I remember uh, NAFTA and GATT. Right? Wages for the average American worker haven't moved since. Right? We, yeah, we were running. Yeah, we ran deficits in trade. Fifty billion. Hundred billion. Right now, we run a four hundred billion dollar trade deficit with just one country, and we can't understand. You know, think about when did the debt really get ugly? And, you know, we we hit a trillion in nineteen eighty one. 
in 2001, it was five. Okay, but that was what? Five, six years in the gap? In the last 17 years, we've added, and I'm going to do a little math because I'm going to, at the end of this year, you know, we're going to be 22 trillion. That's going to be the number. We've added $17 trillion in debt in 17 years. Pretty simple math. Where do we think it all started to go wrong? And here's the biggest problem. Is even the CBO now, okay, we're, we're, we got to update our numbers. Right, yeah, I know we said 2022 and this and that, and Social Security is not going to go broke to 2034, and and we're only going to add five, six, seven, eight trillion in debt over the next ten years. Now they're at a ten trillion. You know, in another sixty days they'll be at twelve trillion, and another sixty days after that it'll be fifteen trillion. I'm telling you right now, we're going to add twenty trillion. Simple. And it doesn't have anything to do. With strong dollar, weak dollar, it doesn't have anything to do with with trade per se, right? Let's face it, if we hadn't done this 20-some-odd years ago, we wouldn't. it'd be better. does have to do with strong dollar. does have to do with, with a higher rate. Listen, every time they raise rates, the debt just goes up. Pretty simple math. Every year... What we have to spend in Social Security and Medicare just goes through the roof. It's simple math. And now they've played games with the debt. They've mispriced it all. Right? U.S. debt's mispriced. And if our debt's mispriced, what do you think about Japanese debt? What about European debt? What about Chinese debt? How and and for the life could you get a, the United States to pay more interest to borrow money than Italy or Spain. But that's what it is. Well, that's what they want us to believe. We know that's nonsense. Delivering Alpha was going on this week as well. There's a lot of stuff going on. And for those of you that don't know what Delivering Alpha is, let me break it down for you. It's a rich people convention. Okay, that's what it is, right? All the all the billionaires, they all meet and and they all talk in, in, in New York, right? All all the debt market people, right? All the big banks are there, all the hedge funds. I mean, everybody's there, and they you get them in these little meetings, and you get a little bit of truth here and there. This truth comes from J.P. Morgan, and it comes from the CEO of Asset Management. So you're like, well, what's that mean, Asset Management? They deal in in, uh, corporate debt, okay? So whether that be uh, U.S. companies, European companies, Asian companies, that's what they deal in. And this is the CEO of, of J.P. Warren. This isn't Jamie Dimon, the CEO of Asset Management, a gal named Mary Callahan. I wonder if she's related to Tommy Callahan. Callahan Auto, no? Uh, I, I don't know. I saw that. Tommy Boy was on uh, while I was in West Virginia. 
You could have. This is uh, at Delivering Alpha earlier this week. I want to say this was on Wednesday. You could have a bunch of walking zombie companies, and you don't even know it, she said. And I'm going to tell you right now, the could, she's being kind. She knows. I've talked about it a lot here. Right? How many times did I tell you about all these zombie companies? Jay Powell, every time he raises rates, we're going to get more bankruptcies because they're zombies. Right? You look, and, and I'll give you an example of zombie companies. Kmart and Sears, great example. Right? J.C. Penney, another great example. Toys R Us, right? Uh, uh, Sports Authority, Sports Chalet, all these stores, they were all zombies. Uh, pay Less Shoe Stores, just another one if you wanted another example. This is a super dangerous place to be. It's funny because when I go and turn on the idiot box, I never hear that. Talking about the effects of central bank bond buying programs. Now, yes, we're pretending that we're going to sell some. Well, not, I mean, we are selling some of the bonds that we bought. But don't forget. Europe and, and Japan still doing it. I'm going to tell you what she had to say about what it's really done to this market. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 uh, By the way, Phoenix and, and Colorado, you're able to buy what we have. I'm just letting you know we've got different things heavily in stock in, in different places. In Colorado, uh, we have rolls of dimes, 50 dimes in a roll at $65, rolls of quarters at 130 uh, Again, I ignored the price increase today, and I think there's going to be a lot more to follow because you know how Trump is, right? Once Trump's on it, he's on it, right? And he, he basically drew the line in the sand and said, that's it. No more of this rising dollar Jay Powell, these rate hikes, rate, rate hikes got to stop, and and everybody else is manipulating their currency because he knows, he knows. So we have those are in stock in Colorado, but Phoenix, you can order them. We'll get them here, and then here in Arizona, right? We have uh, twenty dollar gold pieces in stock. Uh, those are at twelve hundred and eighty dollars. And they're here live right this second. But, again, Colorado, if you want $20, call, get them. We'll ship them. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. I know it's hot. you got a lot of stuff going on. Trust me. Buy it. You've got to be buying it more heavily here than you're buying at 1300 Especially now that it seems like gold's new best friend is the president. It's a pretty good friend to have. 800 So this week, as Jay Powell was testifying in front of Congress and the trade war now, apparently we've just gone to the let's just tax everything. Delivering Alpha was going on in New York. And the CEO of J.P. Morgan Asset Management started talking about zombies. In other words, companies where because of the central bank's misplacing and mispricing of debt are doomed, 
right? They're never going to be doomed early, but you've given them, you know, a lifeline, and now that the rates are starting to go the other way, uh, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. No, kind of a warning, right? You know, because you got the the hard outer shell, right, of the, you know, the hard shell of the outside, right? And that's your Amazons and your Facebooks, your Google, your Apple. But once you get through that stuff, the rest of it, not so pretty. The effects of central bank bond buying is is part of a broader warning that investors are no longer seeing risk. And this is always, oh, we we didn't know. There was no warning. Plenty of warning. Listen, when central banks have to buy trillion dollars and uh, trillions of dollars worth of debt, right, that's a huge warning. Right, and the fact that they pretend, oh, well, it's all good now because they bought it, so it must be okay, is it? That doesn't hold water. Central bank bond buying of corporate bonds, among other things, right? Of course, what's the other things, right? <laughs> debt, right? Country's debt. Is an implicit effort to distort the bond market. Now, if somebody else did that, right, they'd say it's illegal, right? Remember, now, if you're a big bank, you don't go to jail for it, right? Now, they'll put uh, uh, some little trader who's only following directions. They may try to get him to go to prison, but they won't send the CEOs to prison, right? Because let's face it, all the banks, they all manipulated LIBOR, right? They all manipulated interest rate. You name it, they manipulated it. Distorting the bond market and driving corporate bond yields to near zero. They said that bonds with an appreciable risk to default, right? In other words, hey, these are companies that you should be getting a huge premium. Right, if you're going to uh, lend it somebody, right, you're going to buy some of their bonds, you should be getting 8, 9, 10, 11% interest. You're getting two. But the yields are barely large enough to cover inflation. And really, they're not even doing that. The bond buying binge has created a universe of bonds with negative yields. Right, that's, you know, if it's a good bond. Especially, and maybe not here now in the U.S., but especially overseas. But even in the U.S., it's the same thing. Right? We're not getting anything. Right? You know, right? You're supposed to be able to buy a CD at your bank and get seven, eight, nine percent interest. What are you getting? One if you shop it around, maybe. Says that investors will take any risk just to try to cover inflation. This desperation supplies fresh money to burn even in the riskiest of these companies. Companies have relentlessly taken advantage of this desperation, right? The companies are like, hey, we'll just keep issuing bonds. You guys keep buying it. Right, we'll just keep issuing it. The largest amount of corporate debt ever. 
when the, the credit risk is not being priced in at all, when it's free, this must this, this most important gauge of the credit market is now worthless. In other words, again, these are the same. This happens with all the bubbles, right? They they we get mail investment. Remember the housing bubble, and that was the first. They said, "Oh, Alan Greenspan put interest rates to one percent per year," and then when that didn't hold water, well, you know the banks, you know they were they anybody that was breathing got a loan. Right, a banker in California could buy five houses, ten houses. Right, that that was the problem. Liar loans and all this stuff, or uh, credit default swaps, and you know they always have a reason. The real reason always really is is the central bank's deliberate act and attempt to misprice debt. And now the CEO of Asset Management, J.P. Morgan, says, "Better watch out." 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment of the week, Patriot Radio News Hour. We got a gold and a silver special rolls, a silver dime, $65. That's 50 dimes in a roll. Uh, rolls of silver quarters, that's 40 quarters in a roll. And, and uh, Dimes are $5 face value, quarters $10 face value, $130 a roll. On the gold side, U.S. $20 gold pieces. Twelve hundred and eighty dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and I'm trying to figure out why all of a sudden. Remember, if you listen to yesterday's show, you'll see I was surprised with Larry Kudlow, right? Because he's a he always is an, he's an exaggerator. Just got oh tax cuts two point oh three point oh four point oh right. Okay, whatever. But he he kind of got negative for him. And then the president comes out and starts blasting the Federal Reserve and this morning, blasting China, blasting Europe, trying to get rates lower, and I'm like, what happened? So I started digging. Because that's what you do. That's why people listen. Because you know what? It's not like I'm out here just talking at a little bit. I do my homework. There was an economic research paper done by the San Francisco Federal Reserve. And it's very important because of all the Central Reserve banks. I would venture to say the San Francisco, which does the West. And we're doing the best. Wouldn't you say, right? You got you got Silicon Valley and the Amazons and the Googles, right? Phoenix, Denver, I mean, we, we Seattle, right? We got the best stuff. And they had a big paper, and I don't even know how many, it was a lot of pages, talking about what it is that they see. And I, and, I, and I go to Larry Kudlow's comment, all of a sudden he's backing off growth and all of this stuff. Recent U.S. federal fiscal policy has taken a decidedly pro-cyclical turn driven primarily by the large and front-loaded tax cuts enacted by the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Many analysts had forecasted large increases in GDP growth over the next several years. 
However, recent research finds that the effects of this stimulus on overall economic activity are much smaller than anticipated. That suggests that these forecasts are wildly, overly optimistic. Hmm. Think about what's happened this week. All of a sudden, the CBO comes out and says, hey, by the way, we're going to add trillions of dollars. They added $8 trillion to the deficit projections uh, in, the, in just the last 90 days. $8 trillion. Then you got Larry Kudlow saying, we may have 4% growth for a quarter or two. Then President Trump saying, hey, listen, we got to stop with this rate hike stuff. By the way, Daniel J. Wilson was the author. He's the vice president of economic research and development, or the research department at the San Francisco Federal Reserve. I think that sums it up pretty nicely. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back next week. Could have a huge announcement coming as well.